Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to Drink of Ages radio show. I am your host, John Denman. DJ Muskratch is the producer and... And I gotta say, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a slow start to this week's show. Uh, we already had a conversation here. Yeah. It's like a vacation fog. And last week, AJ Hoffman, you know the wonderful AJ Hoffman, hosted the show, and over here at Drink of Ages Pub, where we are tonight, uh, heard nothing but great things. I haven't listened to so show yet, Muskratch, uh, but I heard it was a really good show. Uh, we had a big crowd hanging out. A bottle share broke loose here at Drink of Ages Pub. Uh, we had two people join the Mug Club Lifetime membership that night. So it was it was a pretty, you know, it was a fun night here at Drink of Ages Pub. So thank you, A.J. Hoffman. And Weathered Souls was the guest last week. So thank you, everybody, for coming and hanging out for that. <clears throat> so now this week we're back to me. We're back to back to this guy doing the show and as i've been been talking about man my brain has not been quite right since coming back from vacation so everybody we're going to ease into the show easily this week and uh we're going to talk about a bunch of different things from i think on my mind we're going to talk a little bit of off flavors of beer we're going to talk you know we have a class coming up that we're going to discuss we're going to talk a little bit about gabf uh, yeah, man, I, this is what this is stuff I should write down. Muskratch, <laughs> we might discuss, but let's talk about who is on the show with us this week because we have a, a really good friend, Ebony from Brooklyn Brewery, hanging yes. out. <laughs> Very nice to see you. Good to see you too, always. And then Stephen, whoa, from <laughs> Destel. Oh, crowd, calm down, <laughs> calm down. We're trying to do radio here. Yeah, man. Glad you guys are hanging out. Really glad to be here. Yeah, <laughs> it's um. So a little little background for everybody listening. Uh, I've known both of these people for a really long time and yes. enjoy their company a whole lot. So yeah, we put a microphone in front of them. You know, exciting things happen, and but they are doing this really cool thing where they're going to you guys did it at Thistle Draft Shop badass place on the north side correct where you know some uh, off flavors of beer and you guys joined together kind of partnered in this to sit around and talk about what makes beer bad yeah I mean well it kind of started with we were like with Brooklyn already I kind of have been doing this beer education thing um, for accounts um, educating 
them on what, not even just what bad beer is, but what beer is in general. And I think you reached out to me and was like, hey, I think we can do something amazing with this. It was one day where I was sitting at Thistle Draft waiting for Jake to be available and wanting to, I'd been thinking about um, incorporating more of a beer education uh, uh, aspect into the Houston greater area beer scene anyway. And um, being that um, Distill does mostly sours, and uh, I know that Funkworks and knew that Funkworks and uh, uh, did sours and that, that Brooklyn had Bel Air, I uh, texted you, and um, it, it kind of ran from there where our first class at Thistle was about sours. It was, mm-hmm. uh, from my recollection, a good turnout 13 yeah. to 15 people. Yeah, about 15 and, people. And now, here, flash forward to us doing it's six months later we're going to be doing our sixth class there Mm -hmm. Um, and then our last class was on off flavors and that's when you reached out to us and was like hey let's do this in the loop and i mean i'm excited for it because i think it's going to be a really great turnout because any kind of beer education people are always looking for it you know um i think that's what's been successful at thistle is it is in the suburbs and People are willing and always willing to learn about beer. And not only did we do off flavors, we just did style specific sour saisons. God, like Belgians, Belgians. Like we've this done coming up is American American beer, and the whole like we, the 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 angle that we've came about. We, we we've uh, uh, had the classes or uh, taken the classes at is. Um, Educational from like the person that is is brand new to beer. There's a couple of home brewers in the class over at Thistle. A Cicerone group but that's actually been going too. We yeah. we try and talk about things um, from like if if this is like as if it was somebody's first glass of beer, right? And um, the, the 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 interest has obviously been growing, uh, you know, with with the uh, class sizes that that we've been seeing. Um, this next one at Thistle is going to be on the twenty third, and the first time that we're going to, I 16th. guess, it'll be twenty third here at GOA. By this the way, so write, off flavors at GOA <laughs> on the twenty third. Right, right. So thank you. Sixteenth no at Thistle, twenty third here. Um, but uh, uh, at Thistle, this is the first time that Jake said that we we're going to go on like Facebook Live and speak to a broader audience. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also talked about you know uh, um, how crucial beer education is because we are in a time where um, obviously there's a lot of beer around, and yeah. uh, Houston has what eighty some odd breweries with even more on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with the all flavors topic, you know, um, a better educated beer culture, I think, makes for people making better beer. It makes people more accountable. Yes. Um, and I'll go to a new brewery twice, um, once when they first open up and once, you know, a second time when it's been a little bit, um, just to see where a brewery starts at and where they grow to. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't think it's a stretch to say that local beer does not necessarily mean good beer. And for people that are going out to breweries in, in, local to them or making a trip um, that are nice enough to spend their dollar at these breweries, they should be, I think, a little bit in the know as far as what they're drinking. 
And if they're drinking a beer that is perchance a little bit off, I think it benefits them to be to, to, to have the know-how, to have the educa- education, to talk to then that brewer and say, I like what you do, but I think things could improve in X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at the same time, it, it's if a brewery puts out a beer and they're like, hey, this is our IPA, and then people that know actually what an IPA is, they go there and drink it, it's like, ah, this doesn't quite taste like an IPA. Did you, did and you mean to put out a butterscotch things. IPA? There's <laughs> just a little bit. And uh, I know there's a lot of different flavors in beers now, but I don't think this is what you are you should be shooting for to put out in the market. Yeah. And one thing I always talked about with people, because, you know, they always ask me these questions, and I, I, I'm not always a fan to answer them or to be to tell people what they should be tasting because that's not my job. My job is to help them know what they're supposed to be tasting um, in this aspect. So when people come to me and they're like, hey, like I went here and I had this beer and it tastes like this. And I'm like, well, like what were you looking for? What did you taste? Break it down for me, etc." But at the same time, like it's, I love doing these classes because I to help people figure out what style specific beers are supposed to be tasting like if they're this IPA is supposed to taste like this like because there's some hops that give off flavors but that's supposed to be in the beer like citra you get cat piss like that's a normal flavor in a beer Simcoe same way so the thing we, we are educating people but we're also telling them like hey but there are these things that actually naturally occur in this beer so don't always say it's bad so there's a balance to this too like when we did the Pilsner class and yeah. how we went over Stella mm-hmm. and how Stella, certain European Pilsners intentionally um, make their beer a little bit skunky. Yep. And that's or just the brewing some process. Pilsners that have purpose like small doses of diacetyl. So it's just kind of like you really need to like figure it out before you go out there and judge harshly. So yes, there's always an off flavors class, but there's off flavors for, there's good and bad off flavors. Well, it was a couple years ago where. If somebody didn't like a beer, they automatically said, oh, diacetyl. Yeah. Oh, this beer. Oh, man, I don't like this beer. It's diacetyl. Mm -hmm. And it's like, nope, it has nothing to do with the beer at all. Yeah, because they heard a little bit of beer education. They heard a little bit. And that's like, oh, everything everything is diacetyl. Wet cardboard, diacetyl. Um, yeah, uh, but, but that Skunky, goes... Like wet socks? Diacetyl. Diacetyl. That, <laughs> that goes back to like... Pineapple. Diacetyl. Educating yeah. the, 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 the craft beer connoisseur on... On on crack and not getting the proper education. Putting well, words, proper words and proper terms to what they're thinking and feeling and tasting in beer. Yes. The, 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 the biggest problem is, well, not really the biggest problem, but a, an issue is that... With every beer, with all the different adjuncts and flavors and so many different things, trying to find, like, okay, well, there is something wrong with this beer. Because just because you don't like the beer, because they put, you know, so many different like, different hops, you know, they give you your piney, then all of a sudden you add cucumber, and then they put some lemongrass in it and things. <laughs> so, I mean, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm picking up some, uh, some pledge. You know, it's like, that's not an off flavor. No. But to really honestly figure out where, because there's not that many things that can really go wrong with beer. Right? And it, it really, it starts from, like, the, the brewery, though, too. Like, there are these off flavors that they need to be preventative about, but there are also off flavors that that person you're selling it to needs to be preventative about too because the beer might be coming out perfectly fine but if the account's not t- keeping their quality standards 
which is something else I preach to the choir. Uh, don't get me started on that one. Oh, my goodness. Like, that is literally why us as beer reps go out and people tell us we have the fun part of our job because we get to drink at the job or taste beer. But I'm like, no, I'm not just tasting beer for fun all the time. There are times yeah. where I know There's that a- some certain accounts have issues. And I want to go in there and make sure that my beer is pouring fine, tasting fine, because I have a standard that my brewery holds and we want to make sure this beer is coming out properly. Yeah, there's an aspect to her job yes. that is going out to accounts and and, and trying to diagnose. Uh, wait, wait, you have draft system. You haven't cleaned your lines in a month. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's it's terrifying. Wait, so. there's there's a there's a, a fine sheen of white mold in your keg room. Like yeah, it's that's the unpleasant aspect of our job. It's yeah. not all going to a, a bar and, and, and well, that, that drinking like beers. Looking at it, it looks fun, but at the same time, it's it's not always fun. That's the uh, the <laughs> analytics, though. That that's like the CSI yeah. of the brewery industry. So when you <laughs> well, walk in, you're like, you hear music in the background. You walk in, you're like. Let's check the pressure. Let's check the keg. Let's check the lines. Yeah. And you start really diagnosing, and that's where you, know, you break it down. You're like, you know what? When was the last time you cleaned your coupler? Because yeah. that is moldy. There is some stuff growing in there, and it has changed the flavor of this beer. Yes, I definitely do that with repeat offenders and then also just new accounts because I want to make sure. Like, I am that CSI of a person because that's where I want to hold the standards to my brewery. Not everybody does it, but I do, and it probably is a little crazy, but it's for me, I feel more comfortable doing that just because I know, I mean, Garrett Oliver is my brewmaster. If I didn't do what I was supposed to do with my job, I would let him down. <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good point there. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to do my best to make sure the beer is pouring the way it should well, be. And that, that's one of the things that, yeah, like here at Dream of Ages, is like we want the beer to taste better than it does at the brewery. So if you, like, I'm drinking some Funkin' Groovin' right now from Dessel. Uh, this beer tastes excellent. It should taste as good, if not better, than it does at Dessel. So, you know, the beer lines have to be clean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many different aspects and problems that happen from when people start making beer until the time it gets in somebody's glass. Yes. And so, yeah, we'll we'll talk about this next segment. Let, let's uh, let's get some more beers. This is Drink of Ages. We're hanging out at Brooklyn Brewery, Dessel, uh, here at Drink of Ages Pub. We'll be right back. about opening up a bar a brewery or if you have either one you need to contact my friend brian kircher over at draftsmiths of texas he takes care of all the beer lines at drink of ages which makes it you know when breweries come in they they try their beer on tap it tastes as good as it does the brewery he can install your system maintain it glycol do the whole thing give him a call at 713-647-1100 or just look him up online dstexas.com and man let him take care of your beer lines Are you thinking of buying, selling, or renting a house? Let my good friend Amber Sear with Stanfield Properties help with all your real estate needs. She is your real estate connection. Amber is a second-generation real estate agent and holds herself to the highest ethical standards. 
She is a member of the National Association of Realtors, Texas Association of Realtors, and Houston Association of Realtors. Work with a knowledgeable native Houstonian who I know well and I trust. Whether buying, selling, or renting, contact Amber Sear from Sandfield Properties. Her email address is amberseer.realtor at gmail.com. That's ambercyr.realtor at gmail.com. Or call her at 832-715-5455. Again, that's 832-715-5455. All right, if you guys need anything like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or yeah, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man, you need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware. You're, I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for caskbranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and, man, he'll take care of you. We are back on. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show here on ESPN 97.5. DJ Muskratch smelling some beer. I don't even know what you're smelling right now. Oh, that rabbit hole. Yeah, rest in peace, That is a strong beer. Yeah, that is a lot of burn. Unfortunately, that brewery is shutting down and... Yeah, yeah, bro. Well, that's where. The night's over. Yeah, we we got that beer, and the next thing I know, the rabbit hole shutting down, and they're up on the north side of Texas. But uh, they make good beers, man. I just really hate to see breweries shutting down, yeah, especially when it's a brewery that's making some decent beers, you know, some good beers to drink. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a few breweries that we will see over the next year or so. Easily. Yep. Absolutely. It's not going to make it. Yeah. And we're going to see a lot of o- a lot of breweries opening. We're going to see a lot of breweries closing. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those. Is like that beer right there, the vanilla bourbon barrel, vanillas. <laughs> All this big ABV muskrat sugar. By the third segment, muskrat is going to be talking, you know, over by his computer, <laughs> not on the microphone. He's going to be on the show. Yep. Yeah, so we'll all be talking to him. But uh, this is Drink of Ages Radio Show, Brooklyn Brewery. Uh, Ebony's hanging out from Dessel Brewery. We have my buddy Steven hanging out, and we're talking, uh, you know, a lot of different things. Uh, last segment, if you were listening, it was a lot of off flavors and beers. And I think we ended up at, where did we end up? I think it was talking about like bars, right? Yeah, so, just quality. Like quality. getting the beer from the brewery yes. to the bars and like making sure the quality is there on both sides. Because as, you know, like, like I do a lot of stuff with Spindle Tap. And so I go to bars and I want to drink. A beer that I know, Dell's Pillow, one of the best beers ever made in the history of mankind. You go, you go to a bar they have Dell's Pillow on. You drink it, and if it tastes like Dell's, you're like, this is a good bar. If it doesn't, <laughs> then it's like, don't want the beer there. So, how do you guys, as uh, from Dessel and Brooklyn, how do you guys, if you go to a bar and you know that 
the beer is not tasting the way it's supposed to be, then how do you how do you talk to those people? Well, there's steps to this process, of course. Like ordering the beer is very the very first step. Walking into the bar, doing you know kind of a panorama of the beer list, figuring out what's new on tap, what's probably been on tap a little bit older, and then that's kind of how you get a good gauge of like what the bar is. Because um, you'll walk into some bars and there's to be a seasonal on from like two seasons ago, and you're like, okay, let's do this. Um, <laughs> I walk in, I'll order a beer, I'll taste the beer, um, especially if it's mine. If the quality's not proper, there's always like, well, here's this question. Um, can I go in your cooler? Can I check the keg collar? Um, there's something that's a little off to me about my beer. Um, you know, walk in there, check the line quality, the keg collar, see what the date is. Um, if, I mean, I feel like if you're a decent brewery, most of your kegs come in pretty fresh. Sometimes there's some issues with your kegs, though. Like, it's... There's never a perfect beer that always comes out of your brewery. There's always issues here and there. Um, it happens with everybody. The distributor. Yeah, there's. Plays there a could role. be um, if your distributor doesn't have a proper cooler, or if they don't properly temp your beer. And there's just. Or so put many, the newest in the the yeah, back, the oldest in the front. Rotation Nation yeah. is a big term that we use as reps. Um, you really just want to make sure that there's the steps are being met properly, and if they're not, you need to figure out how to fix it. And that's one thing that's really a big aspect to our jobs. Um, and I definitely, um, as the person who has been talking about quality for the brewery, like for a little bit, um, doing the trainings for these big corporate chains, like I, I can't help but be that person that kind of like just pokes until I make sure the quality comes out the proper way. Um, and I'm very proud of that because I've caught some really bad, inconsistent draft lines and just yeah, I mean Steve. Well, like, that that's you know like, yeah. like Brooklyn. You guys make like really good traditional beers, IPA and lagers. Yeah, yeah, the lager. You're not gonna find yeah. anything wrong with that. Yeah, and you make a beer that has a shelf life for a long time. Yeah, just yeah. because of the way that it's brewed and they care for. Uh, where like Destel, you guys do a lot of different weird stuff. So you may make different sours. I'm drinking the the Funkin' Groovin' right now from you guys. So it's one of those that, that this is a hybrid beer mixed between two different animals and created this magical creature called Funkin' Groovin'. And so, I mean, how how do you, with all those sours and everything, what, what do you look for when you go to bars that you know you have your beers on tap and you taste that? Like, what would... What exactly do you? How do you know that that beer is exactly what you want it to be? So in regard to sours, um, well, the, the, even back up in regard to what um, uh, Keg was talking about, as far as um, all flavors on on her specific uh, 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 set of beers, if there is something that is wrong with a lager, it's going to be immediately noticeable, more so than a sour. Sours, if I'm tasting something, I want it. I mean, sours technically are already bad, right? They're already like creatively turned, infected, purposely infected, mm. yeah, creatively. But yes. but, but yeah. and and this will segue into a aspect of what we're talking about on the sixteenth. No, twenty third. Oh, you're getting all the dates wrong. <laughs> yep. This is why I have a date book where I this write is, uh, things it's down. Why you guys have me, right? You know, the master brain over here. Because I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I just know I'm gonna show up whatever day I'm supposed to be yeah, here. So it's master brain right on here. posters that I dropped off that are around. It's right there. In the next segment, and I said when the we wrong the number. Uh, uh, the next people, segment, we talk about come numbers. Come on the 23rd. Yeah, Do not 23rd. Come on the 16th. Come on the 23rd. So in regard to sours, 
they can go a little bit longer than most other styles of beer. Um, but uh, there is a level of infection in sours that are not wanted, right? If you are poured a sour and, ooh, it's a little chunky, or it smells like um, it's the, the uh, uh, it, it's called butaic acid, but it smells like baby diaper. There's Delicious. something wrong with that beer. There is, I've, uh, I would say there's something wrong. Something wrong. It smells like a there's, baby diaper. Yeah, you know what? I, the day, Okay, so there's pickle beers in the market, right? Mm. Awesome, great. I, I sorry, I, you more? know I hate pickles. I, yeah, I, I no, hate fine, pickles. that's cool. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I love pickles, and I embrace all the pickle beers, but I also like pumpkin beers. So I embrace all the pumpkin beers. So yeah. when everybody starts making fun, uh, you know, the season of pumpkin beers, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I don't make fun of it. I do Let's like drink my them. pumpkin beer. As long as it's not spiced. I'm not a pumpkin spice person. Oh, like, I um, like a squash beer. I like a good squash beer. Wasatch Nitro Pumpkin? Yeah, I mean, like Brooklyn that? Pumpkin. It's not a spice beer. I know I'm not, yes, I'm preaching my own brand, but that beer isn't delicious. So, I'm just saying, as long as it's not spiced, I'll drink it. <laughs> mm. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> we are thankfully not going to do anything like a pumpkin sour. Um, Although, <laughs> don't get me wrong. That probably would be pretty delicious. I don't know, man. I mean, I've like, seen a pumpkin sour before, and it wasn't terrible. By who? who I'm a it? I'm it's a giant pumpkin pie fan, right? Every year, I probably eat in a year's time probably twelve pumpkin pies, and it's from this time till the end of the year. Good lord! Right? Breakfast, <laughs> lunch, dinner. I wake up, I eat pumpkin pie. So, I I love that flavor. In regard to what you the original question, we, I forgot what we, that got, was. we got on a tangent. Okay, we got a little bit of tangent there. <laughs> scratch. What, what going pumpkin going, pie going into a a bar and um, judging where a sour should be, right? Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. I know the um, general baseline at which um, distill is 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 going for. In regard to their sours, what a Flanders Red is is going for versus what a Goza versus what a uh, a Berliner Weiss is going for, right? So if you are savvy to sours, you know where those flavor profiles are going to fit into, and if if something is off, um, uh, um, I, uh, first thing I do is smell a beer, and if, yeah. if and that's the first indicator, right? Um, we, 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 we strive very hard to keep our microbes, certain microbes, separate from each other. That's why, like, the spontaneous fermentation stuff is kept on the furthest opposite wing from the other clean beer stu- uh, uh, or the, um, the mother inoculation tank, right, where we do the kettle sours. Um, because you have a, if, if you have a cross-contamination of things... Right? Yeah. Certain microbes in certain concentrations can develop a homeostasis and work in a a harmonious uh, direction to create a sour, a blended sour. But if you get like a imbalance of one of those microbes, any one of them can create a, a, a just a gross soup that you then have to dump out. Like a a a a 
uh, imbalance of pediococcus or an imbalance of lactobacillus, and that takes over over all of the other microbes in a sour. It, 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 yeah, no, it's it's. I feel immediately noticeable. I mean, and, and it goes back to like you know knowing what flavor and proper off flavor should be in your beer. Because like I said, there's no such thing as all bad off flavors. There's such a thing as good off flavors. Like technically, coriander and citra are considered off flavors in beer, but they belong in certain beers. So I mean, well, even yeah. to a certain point, diacetyl is. It belongs in a certain beer. But it belongs in certain beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's so one of those... properly educating yourself on yeah, what belongs and what doesn't. Sometimes all flavors should be in that beer. And yep. But which beer, which style... Mm-hmm. DMS it's, is a naturally occurring uh, byproduct of, of uh, malting grain. But mm-hmm. it's, it's um, like with... Um, Certain um, beers that have uh, corn as a part of their grain bill, uh, corn will also, uh, or in certain concentrations, come off as being DMS. And this is something that we went over in the last class, but it's knowing what you're drinking. I think we have a local brewery that went through that, that are really good friends of ours. That yeah, A lot of people complained about the corn flavor, but it's like they have a lot of corn and it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And it was the not understanding what that flavor was coming from. And so a lot of people thought it was coming from... If we're thinking about the same brewery without mention, I mean, it's it's probably what it was the ratio of, of, of corn from one batch to another where it was at 1.30% and then... It dropped down a lot. To 20%? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah well, that, I no, mean... No, no, no. The, the Blue Testament it was a great beer. Yeah, and... But a lot of people, when they first came out, people were you know, confused about what... You know, I taste corn. I'm like, well, there's a lot of corn. Mexican though, have... Mexican have yep. a lot of corn or even flaked maize in them. Like... We have a Mexican lager with 21st Amendment that have less, but there's not like the strong adjunct flavor. But at the same time, like a lot of Mexican lagers have corn in them, and it's a it's something that you're kind of going to get as in flavor in this beer. But it's not technically an off flavor for that beer. Nope. So you gotta. That's again like this is why I feel like what Stephen and I are doing is kind of important, is to educate people about hey, this is good beer. This is bad beer, and there's no in between. Well, what I dig the most, yeah, about what you guys are doing is the fact that two different breweries from two different areas come together in the Houston market and teaching, yeah, come together and be like, hey, this is where we everybody needs to know. So it's like an educational course that you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. I've said to both of you guys that one, more beer makes for better beer, and a better educated population of craft beer enthusiasts keeps everybody at that level of making the best possible bottle can glass of beer that they can because at a certain point right we're at 80 some odd breweries or whatever there's going to be a tipping point market saturation everybody's been talking about it for a while (laughs) and not everybody's going to make it we talked about it earlier in the show where this next year is gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch and i love patterns and i love watching systems uh, unfold yeah um beer education i think is is going to become even more of a crucial part if mm-hmm. we want it, it, uh um houston uh, uh that houston po- uh, uh, a population to 
continue to enjoy going out and experiencing new breweries and the, the, the thriving beer culture that we have now, I think it's important that people know what they're drinking, what people are, are, are being poured in their glass. And if there's something that is wrong with it, then it's more proactive for that person to go to the brewery, go to the, the place that they're at and say, hey, I really like the experience, I really like A, B, and C, but this beer seems off. It's a lot more proactive doing that than going and writing a one-star Yelp review. Yeah, and it's it's really impactful when you... Yes, there's going to be a really high turnover. Um, I studied the BA quite a, the, a lot. Like, I look into what the numbers and etc. So, like, I know next year there's an estimated 1,700 that is opening next year. And that's a lot of breweries. But think about the 300 to 500 that are going to be closing next year, too. Hold on, hold on. Okay. And that's so not in the Houston market. That's just in general. All right, we got to take a break. But before I go, yes, there's a lot of breweries opening that may or may not be making the best beer ever. But how many bars have opened that are not serving the beer the way it's supposed to be served? And that's a so big issue. Let, let's, let's talk about that in the next segment. Cool. This is Dream of Ages. I'm out of beer. Break. So. is one of Houston's fastest growing craft breweries. From the highly sought after hazy IPAs to its year-round core beers, Boomtown Blonde, Honey Hole, Hop Gusher, 5% Tint, and Houston Haze. Available at retailers all around Houston and surrounding areas. Stop by one of the nicest air-conditioned tap rooms in Houston, Thursday through Sunday, conveniently located 8 miles north of downtown off 59 in Little York. Come hungry and try some of our award-winning barbecue and wood-fire pizza from Texas. Go visit our website at spindletop.com and give us a like on Facebook. Hello, Houston. This is Jared Montgomery, brewmaster at Megaton Brewery. If you have not heard of us, we're a new brewery in Kingwood. Come check out our air-conditioned tap room. Enjoy our free play arcade games, air hockey, pool table, outdoor patio games, and of course, food trucks all weekend. Try our tasty brews or grab a pint of our favorite beers made by our friends across the great state of Texas. Megaton serves wine as well. Our tap room is open Friday and Saturday and beginning September 8th, we are open noon to 6 for football season. Find us on Facebook for hours, events, and special beer releases. Thanks so much. Hey, it is lager season at Houston's own 11 Below Brewing Company, and they've got two easy-drinking lagers available right now to help you crush the summer heat. If you're looking for something on the lighter side, their Crazy Pills is a dry hot pilsner built for the Houston summer with a fruity hot flavor and a very crisp finish. If malty is your thing... They can their Oktoberfest Mars and Lager for the first time this year. It's perfect beer to get you in the mood for football season. Look for their canned beers at your favorite craft beer store and try all their beers at their Edo Pub Crawl on September 14th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Check them out on Facebook. Look up 11 Below Brewing Company for all the event information. 
Welcome back to another segment of Drink of Ages Radio Show. Oh man! I mean, all, all I know is that uh, if you're not driving, if you're driving by, if you're driving by, come hang out and have some pints with us. We are been gone for a week and already forgot the address. <laughs> One thousand five Wall Drive, man. We're come over on. in Montrose. Like you don't know Montrose. where. Not you personally, but like if you're in the in the beer business or you're a fan of of of, of beer, you don't know where Drink of Ages is. Yeah, I mean, I. I I, I do like this bar. It's a great place. Oh, that's a good I, I love, thing. I love Drink of Ages. But, um, yeah, man, uh, stop by some Drink of Ages and uh, have some pints with Free us. hot dogs. Free hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> that, that's how good we are to the community. Yeah, that, that if you're hungry, we will feed you. If you're thirsty, we will quench your thirst with a $5 beer. <laughs> <laughs> You're a saint. Uh, yeah, we all do our part. We all do our part. Saint didn't miss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I no, no, really. I mean, there, there's been times that uh, that I've walked out with waters and cokes and uh, hot dogs and crackers. We have a lot of homeless people in Montrose. Yeah, you know, and and some people, you know, you, you, when you're in the streets, you know, people come up to you, hey, man, I need money. Every once in a while, some people, you're like, you know what? This person really does need some help. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a lot of times I'll walk out and I'll see people say, hey, man, have a hot dog and a Coke. Here you go. You know, enjoy this. Because uh, who knows what situation those people went through? Uh, who knows what happened in their lives? Do you find that's receptive or recepted well? Or is, is the person wanting cash because I was I, I um, was at uh, Specs downtown and a gentleman that I've had a couple of conversations with and he wanted 250 250 to get some Windex he wanted the cash though I'm like dude I'm not going to give you cash but I'll go in I'll get you a bottle of water if you want right so like what's 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 the split like it, do you no we, we, well we definitely had people walk in Anybody, hey, just let you know, you know, I'm military, I'm homeless, all this stuff, and you know, just looking for something to eat. If you have any money, it's like, no, buddy, man, just we're not doing this here. Walk out. And I walked out to the guy with a hot dog and a Coke, and he's like, oh, man, I was hoping to get some money. It's like, ah, crackheads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you can't trust all of them. But regardless, you know, it's one of those that, you know, it's one of those you can't help everybody. So, you know, if you have the ability to give 20 people a hand and only, like, two people need it, well, at least those two people needed it, and and you're able to help them. We got on a whole tangent, guys. <laughs> a whole 10-minute tangent about homeless people right here. We kind of fell off a little bit, but... We're supposed to be going into what again? Well, like, talking re- about quality? Regardless, <laughs> I mean, it is our city. It's the city we live it in, man. It's, it's Houston. Yeah. And, you know, this is something you deal There's, with, but right, when... There's when, so many aspects to this city. Yeah, so many aspects. Great neighborhoods, neck right slammed next to less than great neighborhoods, right? Because of the lack of zoning. Yep. But that speaks to the diversity of the city. It yeah, does. And so next time you pull up somebody, man, I mean, just if, if they're just looking for something, I just make up your own mind what you want to do. Yep. Uh, there's a guy over here that uh, I'll leave the pub tonight whenever I leave. I'm going to have like three hot dogs with me. And if he's out there, 
That guy's getting three free hot dogs. So if he's not out there, then I'm going to take him home and put him in the trash. But, yeah, at least that guy tonight is going to eat some Dream of Ages hot dogs. <laughs> True. But... I don't know. Uh, I know friends that are home that, that were homeless and they're not now. They're being very successful. And when the stories they told me when they were homeless, it just like makes me sick. So, yeah, just little things you can do to help the other other people in the world. What yeah. a good show, man! We are covering a broad spectrum. Yeah, I don't even know topics. what we're doing next. I'm out of beer, so we need to take a break. So, Again? drink of ages. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hot dogs and homeless people. Ryan Lewis from No Label Brewing Company is here, man. Tell us about what's going on with No Label. Hey, guys. Right now, we've got our Oktoberfest out, finally. 6.25% alcohol, some great malt notes to it as it warms up, and a little bit of a dry finish. Speaking of which, we've got our Oktoberfest going on at the brewery September 13th. The Oktoberfest shindig starts at 6. Everything It's free to get in. Uh, we'll have pint glasses available for everybody there as well. And then speaking of some other events we got going on across town, August 22nd, we have our very first Escape the Brew at Heights Beer Garden. We've combined Escape the Room with beer at your local bar. Come through and have some fun, man. We're going to have about six teams of five to six people. First come, first serve. This year's theme is uh, Candyman, the Heights serial killer from back in the day. That's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Lots of, lots of games. There'll be some swag for the winners. And then we've got, uh, there's a special prize for each team is going to have one person that's another accomplice that's going to be slowing you down. And if you can figure it out and, and win, cool. If he slows you down enough, then he wins something. The rest of you get to just look at. Well, the cool thing is, is you see no-label beer all over the place now. Uh, you guys are making some fantastic stuff. So stop by the tap room if you've never been there. Open seven days a week. And check out nolabelbrew.com. Uh, ask for Brumosa if you come to the brewery soon, man. We've, we, we threw uh, some El Jefe in with a bunch of orange puree. Jumped that thing up to 6.8% alcohol. Tastes like a juicy afternoon. Welcome back to some more Dream of Ages Radio Show. DJ Muskratch, the producer. I'm John Denman. Ebony from Brooklyn. Steven Hi. from Destel. Hi. We're all hanging out at Dream of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. So if you want to come have some pints with us, talk about all the, yeah, whatever we've been talking about this show. Steven, remind me because I've already forgotten. Alien Talk 2019. Aliens. Oh, man. So, Aliens. From... <laughs> My understanding uh, is we shouldn't really fear that much about aliens, but we should fear much more about AI. Me, this tangent worked. 
I kind of just threw this out like a screwball, like, hey, I'm all ready. Yeah, whatever, sure. Um, so the whole idea oh, about, there. like... We're really going there. The, the, yeah. the creation, like, how we will be well, engineers of our own Well, because honestly, Ebony, hold on, let's see. Um, this really does play a, a whole in role one. in human species. And, it does? And what we do in the near future, because... Yep. But all this can change really fast, because, yes, we can sit around and enjoy this beer right now, but... AI is going to change everything. Yes. So do you think we are going to be uh, uh, sort of cared for, or uh, is AI going to look at us and see us as the error in the We're the program? Error. Well, We're the error in the program. We are the ones that are messing everything well, up, really and they're going to see gonna that we're messing everything up, and they're going to end us, because that's what's going to happen, because we are the error. I I'm, mean, I'm not going to say they're going to end us, but... <laughs> Yeah, Yo, Boston Dynamics. Dynamics. Robots Boston being Dynamics. kicked over. Listen, that robot that's being kicked, that's being hit with a hockey stick, he's um, going to Also, not a real robot, by the way. It's all green screen. But at the same time, still, realistically, <laughs> that robot's not real, by the way. I, I saw a video of, like, it's a guy in a green suit, and he literally is... The mechanical robot, the, the robot with the backpack. It's not real, boo It's not real. They, what they about the dog make. robots out and uh, out? Um, the dog outside? robots are real, but that robot from Boston no. Dynamics is not real. They um, can make robots that run faster than planes right now. Yes, so they can. But it, that it, it is. robot isn't real. Um, I saw a video of like how that one isn't real. It's fake. It's a joke. It's not something that actually happened. But there are those dog what robots. What is real? And there are some specific technology that, it, like, honestly, if. Robots get smart enough. We're we're the we're we're the problem. We're the problem. They'll they'll just be like uh, no, it's done. Fix definitely, it. yeah. definitely. What is real is is going to change the way beer is made. Yes, <laughs> back to beer. You, Thank you. Thank you. You my dog with a segue <laughs> because I was gonna bring. Uh, I mean, right now, mm. I mean, electronics have done try and a lot of this stuff, back. but it, it's going to. It's going to definitely be a whole different world at that point. Like, what are you going to drink? AI is going to take over. The automation of beer? Yes. Um, well, there's already so much technology right now within sure. beer that is changing the complexity of it. And then also just knowing what this certain pH or this certain level of chemicals or just something in the beer should be. And there's so much technology nowadays that a lot of breweries are taking advantage of to make sure the beer comes out properly. Um, State-of-the-art technology. I mean, heck, 21st Amendment has an amazing quality like lab that I can't even just fathom. Like, I, when I went up there to visit the brewery, like I geeked out because I'm, I'm all about quality. And they have this machine that tests um, our yeast strains, uh, what the beer should be like, the, just everything about that beer that should be, it tests it. And I lost my mind. And I was like, I want to be this person. So there's already <laughs> like technology for that. And uh, Brooklyn just got this machinery too. So that's a game changer. So that's something I want to do. That's something I've trying, been trying to do with my own palate to have a machine that can do it for you. I mean, pretty cool. So <laughs> even, on, just, yeah. even on the, the homebrew level, look at where a lot of guys started out with getting the brew magic and then uh, uh, the jump 
to where we're at now where the uh, a lot of like the industry standard or like the homebrew centers is becoming the grain father where a lot of this stuff is you set it and forget it and i say that i i i think that's wrong but like you can set your temperature gauge and you don't necessarily have to worry about your stovetop situation on True. your homebrew and yeah, worrying yeah. about scorching your grain. Well, I mean, you, you just set it and, and leave it. Just kind of like, like the really badass barbecue pits now. That you can put a brisket on, turn it on, hit a button, and you're oh, going like to make the, a uh, really good brisket. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. pellet system. So same thing with the grandfather. I mean, it, it's it's there. There's there's opportunities to make. It's going to be the best. Nope. But is it going to be really good? Yes. yes. It's going to be really good. And so you can do that with beer. You can do that with briskets now. I mean, it's... There's so many tech- technological advances nowadays with just everything. And it's changing the scene. And then it's also, like, hopefully helping make sure, like, people making good beer as a home brewer or making good beer as somebody who is, you know... A local craft brewery or a national craft brewery. Like, there's so many changes. You touched on it before as far as, like, the efficiency of yeast, right? Yeah. And, and looking at that at a microbial level and going at creating strains of yeast that will make your beer glow in the dark or... or be like you know, uh, uh, ferment your beer up to twenty two percent ABV. Yeah. Not that it's supposed to. Like, like yeah. where, where is the does that line get drawn as far as like? I don't what think is it's natural? ever. I think is there's always been a line that's been drawn, but there's that person that's like, how can I get past that line and make it better? Yeah, always pushing. So somebody's always pushing the grain, haha, <laughs> the grain, um, and like getting. <laughs> better um i know i'm great at this thing guys i'm sorry um there's there's somebody always just wanting to do better with with craft beer and i think that's where it it comes down to people like us to make sure that we are letting people know this is the standard and this is where the standard should be and we mold ourselves and grow with the standards so People can push the green, but if you're not pushing it properly, then you're not doing it right. Whatever furthers uh, yeah. uh, the culture, right? I yeah. mean, you have the stuff that, um, uh, shoot, what's their name? Scotland, Brewdog, right? Right? Uh, Tactical Nuclear Penguin, that is uh, 23%, 22%. Yeah. Big, right? Big beer. And then you Tokyo, have. The God, that beer was crazy. You have. Four locos hard hard water, fourteen percent with a hint <laughs> of raspberry. Oh, that's not beer. That's I'm a, not saying it's beer. That's crack and and coke from the seventies and a bunch of other stuff thrown into a can. Uh, that's a whole <laughs> different world <laughs> that we're living in. <laughs> yeah, no, four loco is does not count as craft beer, but it's yeah, just quality in general and and making sure things come out properly and it's a so job right like, how do you think the uh, the hard water the hard boozy seltzer ooh, thing do you want to poke f- that bear tonight yeah whatever <laughs> hey we talked about <laughs> aliens and robot wars i don't how about like this i should poke that bear yeah. so we should definitely change the subject yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that's a different beer to poke. Um, it's going to be around for a while, yes. but you know what else is going to be around for a while? Craft beer. Really great beer, and our friends over at Rudyard's. <laughs> it is. Uh, I man, love Lilia. They're coming up with their anniversary party going yes. on all week long. Yeah, I'll and be there on we're going to be out there. You're going to be there Sunday. I'll be there on Sunday when Excellent. I get back from Michigan. <laughs> Oh. I'm, I'm going to be driving yeah, back from Austin, no. man. Like, I don't know. Yay. Uh, Rudyard's, man, is one of my favorite bars in Houston by far. Great burger. If I'm not here at Drink of Ages, you're going to find me at Rudyard's. So, as I Is that your five. after hours bar? It but, is. It is. Rudyard's is my little secret place that I, I can't talk anymore. I'm sorry. I can't say it anymore. But, but I feel like, like, like watching, like, uh, uh, Anthony Bourdain, right? And he had, um, um, you know, where chefs go to eat after they're done, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, where do people in the beer business go? I mean, I feel like we all kind of have our cubby holes. That's what I call them. Like, we have places where we can go and hide. Yeah, where we feel comfortable. Or go feel comfortable. And- Red, Year's, Red Year's has been my spot for probably the last 20 years I love or Red so. Year's. Um, yeah. It's I- my evening hiding spot because I can go there and nobody knows me. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> If it's bars, it's here or underdogs or uh, uh, every underdogs Sunday. Yeah, underdogs is another one. Yeah, there's areas of towns I definitely go to where I'm like, I just want to get on my computer and work, and I know only the only person that knows me is the flyer, and I can go there and just get on my computer and work. And Red Ears is one of those places. Underdogs is one of those places. Um, Rose Hill uh, Beer Garden, if I'm in that area. Now I can't go to Rose Hill. Ooh. Never that's been a, there. That's a painful one for me. I go there and I, I nope. <laughs> just nope. Go I on. I can't hide there. I can't hide there. No, I just, I used to live out in that area, so people recognize my face. I can't do it. There's a few parts that I can't go to. Eh. Yeah. Eh. I would yeah. say famous. Uh, I guess, but. I would say famous just in this industry long enough to know if I go to certain areas, people will recognize me. I've been doing this for almost 12 years. Like, it's. I, there's certain areas I town I can't go to and be Must comfortable. I'm not gonna lie, man. <laughs> there's a small bubble that everybody knows everybody, and every once in a while you want to be outside that bubble. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> a lot of times you can't be outside that bubble. So. Yeah. Yeah. I try and hide as I much as much as I possibly can because doing this for twelve years now, God, yeah, there's I avoid a lot of areas of town. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been fun having you guys hang out tonight. Yeah, yeah buddy. thank you. I'm super excited about this on the twenty third. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. we didn't talk about I that. I can't wait. Yeah, the twenty third, <laughs> come by <laughs> Drink of Ages <laughs> and actually like, learn. Wasn't that the intent of us going coming on? <laughs> yeah. So thank you. For saying the right yeah, date. Third time again, guys. I'm yelling this right now. <laughs> oh, son of a gun. <laughs> uh, Come by Dream of Ages. Learn about off flavors. Month. Yeah. Yep. Free. Uh, Free class. What yes. time are we starting? Oh my gosh. It's six PM guys. Just pick a pick a number. <laughs> six or seven. It's six PM, but if you show up at seven, we'll still be here. Um, it's because a free off flavors class. Um, I'm using some really amazing off flavors. Let me come wreck your palate. I love doing yeah, that. Come out to drink Let of me ages. Wreck your palate on to some drink purposely infected beer. beer. Yeah, but also and then we get to talk about it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great because I mean it's very educational and 
I nerd out on this stuff, so we're doing it. Yay. I'm excited. All right. <clears throat> that that was kind of the purpose of the show, but we kind of got sidetracked a little Big bit. Big time. <laughs> and I try to I'm not going to lie. Guys. We got a lot of work done. I think the, the, fifth, the fifth segment that we're doing is going to be better than the last segment, seventh. Oh, yeah. Once we get to the seventh segment, then... We will really learn about these guys. How long yeah. is this going on for? It's going on for a while. I mean, but if you're listening now, you're listening to the Drink of Ages Marathon Show. If you're listening now, thank you for tuning in to Drink of Ages Radio Show. Thank here you. Here on ESPN 97.5. Thank you, Ebony from Brooklyn Brewery. Thank you. Stephen from Destel Brewery. And we are here at Drink of Ages Pub. If you want to listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company, Go to DreamVages.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, and the other various dark places on the web to hear the after shows. Like the dark web? After dark. The dark web. Bad things, good things happen. (laughs) All right. Everybody be safe. Go Astros. Talk to everybody next week. Bye.